0: This morning, I was, um, especially during this week, I was thinking about what the Lord has in store for us. And we come from message series. We just celebrated our 6 year anniversary. There you go. You got the clue, some of you. So we come from this, a lot of celebration and a lot of beautiful things, just looking back at everything that God has in store for us. And one thing that is very clear, I believe, for us as a community is that we're in this journey with the Lord. In the past six six years, we've been walking with the Lord. We've been seeing everything that the Lord has done. And this this morning, I want to share with you about this topic based in the verse of scripture that is faith walk. And if you, are, if you are relatively new to the Christian faith, maybe you don't know the verse that is attached to this concept. But those of you that are believers for quite a long time, you will know this passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. For we walk by and not by? So this is a very important passage in scripture. This is one of those sentences, these verses that encapsulates a lot of what it is about that we are to live in our faith with the Lord. And I was researching a little bit because I've heard about this, but I didn't know much about it. But the way that you walk tells a lot about who you are. I didn't know that, but psychologists for not so many years, but for for dozens of years, they've done so much research, and they wanted to see if through the way that we walk, literally walking, if we can tell people's attributes, if we can tell that what are their thoughts, what are their feelings, and the truth is our thoughts and feelings are more visible in the way that, that we walk than nothing else in life. So through the way that people walk, many times we can identify high achievers. We can identify people that are a bit lazy. Can you? Yeah, you do. People that are very relaxed, easygoing. You can also identify people that feel stressed. But this verse in scripture is not talking about the literal way that our body moves, but the way that you and I live. Because the same way your thoughts and feelings can change the way you walk, you are able to see someone's faith by the way they choose to live their lives. Every human being who ever lives, whoever lived, lives by what they believe is true. All of us, if you want to cross the street... You are looking all around and you see if the cars pass by. You want to make sure that uh, this, is, this is the correct place where you walk. You just don't cross the street not, not looking. You don't cross the street. You, you believe and you look at the sign and it says green for you and you believe that it is the right time for you to move. So what you believe determines the way that you walk. That's what keeps us going. Now, most people believe in the things and only in the things that they see in front of them. They walk based on the reality they can see with their eyes. But according to scripture, Christians are to walk by faith, not by sight. In other words, they are to trust God more than they trust their own eyes. And it feels a bit strange... That there will be a group of people on this earth that believe more in God, in what God says, than the things that they're able to see with their own eyes. And the Bible says this because you and I, we were created to fully trust God. Fully trust in who God is and fully trust in that what he says is the truth. And this will show in the way that we live, in the decisions that we make, in the plans that we pursue, in the the goals that we set before us. And I really believe that God wants us to become people who are not just talking about faith. And we do that a lot, and especially we do that here at church. But God wants to see people that walk by faith. And when you're looking in God's word to discover how faith impacts the way that you live, there is a very special chapter in scripture in Hebrews 11. It's so long and it just talks and explains so much about what is walking by faith. So according to Hebrews 11, walking by faith means this, believing when I don't see it. This is the first principle that I'd like us to focus on this morning. Walking by faith means believing when you don't see it. Hebrews 11 and verse 1 starts this way. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Again, faith is being sure of what we hope And certain of what we do not see. Now, this is crazy in the eyes of the world. And this is crazy for most people when you try to explain it. Because people think, okay, so this justifies everything. If you believe, then it should be right. Then it's good for you. You can believe in whatever you want to believe. Then faith, everything can be faith. Maybe we can believe in Santa Claus. Maybe we can believe in fairies. Maybe we can believe in monsters. But that's not what the Word of God says. It's not realistic to compare Christian faith and our trust in Jesus Christ as these other things that some people actually believe in. Our faith is standing on solid ground. Our faith is standing firm in the solid ground of the birth, of the life, of the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We believe in the historical Jesus. Jesus is not someone that we came up with. He's not a story. He's not part of a fairy tale. Jesus actually lived and died and he rose again from the dead. And in this foundation, everything that he is and everything that he stands for, according to scripture, remains valid and true. For many, many years and generations, there has been people that have tried to dismantle the story of the resurrection of Jesus. They even question if he actually died. They question all sorts of things. But the more that they dig deeper, and the more that they want to discredit the Christian faith, the more convinced the people of God are that there is no one like Jesus. And there is no other God that you and I, we should be serving. Faith means I choose to trust and base my life in the overwhelming evidence that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Who God gave us is enough for us to choose to place our faith in him. So faith in God still, but faith in God extends and will always extend beyond the things that we can seek. Our faith in God is based not just on the fact that He exists, but on the fact that He loves us, that He cares for us, that He guides us, that He blesses us, that He empowers us, and He saves us. And we know all of these things because of the promises that He has given us through His Word. When I married my wife, Gabby, we promised to love and to be faithful to one another. Now, none of us actually looked into the future... And we could guarantee everything that was going to happen. When people get married, that's what we do. We look at each other in the eye, and we make a decision. I choose to trust in you. I choose to trust that you're going to be faithful to me. She's not just taking in my word because she feels like it. She actually is depositing some faith in what I'm saying. And it's great to believe that God exists, And I believe that all of us here, maybe there will be someone or some people that maybe you don't believe in God. And maybe this is all very foreign and very strange to you. But maybe just maybe you are open to the idea that, yes, this is quite strange to believe that everything just happened by chance, that we're all here just by chance because a few comets or something collided and then all of a sudden there's life. That's a bit of a stretch to believe. So we can agree that we... Understand that there is someone that created us. And it's great to believe that God exists, but walking by faith means believing and acting on the promises of God that are given to us through His Word. Not just believing and acting like He exists, but acting and believing in the things that He said that are true. Jesus taught that there are many things more important than the things that we are able to see with our eyes. Merely living by sight is actually one of the most dangerous things you can do. It's tempting to believe otherwise. People will try to make you focus on the things that are able to see, but your eyes and my eyes, how many times they deceive us. We can easily misjudge the things that our eyes are able to see. Many times we fail because we were sure that this was such a great opportunity. We were sure there were not going to be any faults. We looked at the contract and we read it two, three times. It had to do well and it didn't go well. So many times our eyes deceive us. So in life, when you and I are making decisions, we're making plans, we're setting goals, are you doing them based on just the things that you're able to see with your eyes? Or are you walking by faith, living and acting based on what God says is true? So we have to live and believe even if our eyes are not able to see. Walking by faith is also obeying when I don't understand it. Now, this is one of the hardest aspects of walking by faith, obeying God when I don't understand it. It's easy to obey God when I understand what God is asking, right? It's easy to see if, if God is saying this, it's because this is going to happen. That's, that's amazing. It makes sense to us. But faith is obeying God even when I don't understand it, even when it doesn't make sense. This is what the word of God says. Hebrews 11 verse 8. It was faith that made Abraham obey. Faith made Abraham obey when God called him to go to a country God had promised to him. He left his own country without knowing where he was going. Now, a lot of you, you came to Portugal without actually visiting the country for the first time. And that was a really good bet. I hope that you were happily surprised with what you found. But Abraham moved without knowing where God was going to take him. He started moving without knowing what was the end goal. God didn't show him any details. Abraham goes, Where am I headed? And God simply says, Trust me. God, how long will I take to get there? And God says, Trust me. Hey, how am I gonna know when I actually arrive there? And God says, I'll tell you. Just trust me. Here's another reason reason why this was a big jump of faith for Abraham. He was quite wealthy. He was already older in age, and he was wealthy. Nowadays, that is a helpful thing if you're traveling and if you're moving. It helps a lot. But back in that day, not so much. Because it means that you had a lot of possessions, and Abraham had a lot. He was very prosperous, and he spent, and he stayed in that that land that he was in, in and he had a lot of of cows, and goats, and camels, and, and sons, and daughters, and a lot of people. But that is only helpful if you lived in the 21st century. He had to carry and take everything that he had with him into the unknown. All of the flocks, all of the crops, all the relatives. And he did it, and he did it when he was about 75 years old. Imagine that starting an adventure of faith when you are 75. Obedience in everything often means be willing to risk everything. The world will see risk, but what God sees is obedience. Now the result is because he obeyed like Noah obeyed, Like other people of God obeyed, they are the reason why you and I are still here. The Bible says, because Abraham obeyed, he became the father of the nation of Israel. Anytime God asks you to do something, it's always a test of faith. There will always be a conflict inside. Are you going to believe your feelings? Are you going to believe what you're able to see? Or are you going to believe in the God that is calling you? Are you gonna believe in the truth that God is placing in your heart? Are you believing in promises? Or you're standing in your fears? Do you guys remember being children and your parents insisting you to do something that it made no sense to you? Do you remember that? When your parents say, go, go do this or go fetch that and you ask why? And many times, not all the time, but many times, what they say to that question, what is it? Oh, because I said so. It comes out of, even this morning I told that to JD. Daddy, I want to listen to this song now, now you can't. And I'm tired of explaining so because I said so. Not that God is lacking patience like we do when we come up with these answers when our children ask us why. But also God doesn't owe us an explanation for everything he tells us to do. God will often ask us to do what seems to be impossible. What he often asks us to do will stretch our faith. Will sometimes ask us to do what doesn't make sense in our eyes. But if we obey We will see the hand of God moving like we never saw before. And on the other hand, when we disobey, we miss out on seeing the promises of God unfolding in our lives. Psalm 32 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. The Lord desires us to live by faith. If we are to seek and obey God's will, even if it doesn't make logical sense, that is many times why we feel trapped. That is why so many times we feel that we're blocked because we're struggling to listen and struggling mostly to obey what God is telling us to do. But walking by faith means obeying when I Not always understand it. Walking by faith also means persisting when I don't feel like it. Our culture is very much emotion-based. We're so invited to just make decisions in the way that you feel. Everything is done by your feelings. If you feel it, you do it. If you don't feel it, you don't do it. If it feels good, you do it even more. The problem with that philosophy is that feelings are highly unreliable. Feelings lie. And I don't know about you, but my feelings, they lie to me all the time. They make me project a reality that doesn't even exist. And because of feelings, we make decisions and we 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 shape our reality into things that don't even exist and shouldn't even exist. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 says, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. (laughs) Now you're looking at me and you're thinking this is Reuben's heart, but hey, good and bad news to you. This is about your own heart as well. Our hearts are deceitful. They are able to lie. And maybe your heart even lied to you this morning and you didn't even notice. The result is if you live by your feelings, you're going to be manipulated by your moods for the rest of your life. If we only spend time with God when we feel like it, if we only pray if we feel like it, if we only go to church, be with God's family when we feel like it, if we only share with others about Jesus, about our faith, about the salvation that he conquered for us when we feel like it, how often do you feel you're going to do it? A little spoiler for you, not very often. Because our heart is deceitful and desperately wicked, our inclination is not is not to persist when we don't feel like it. If that is the way that we live, then the world and the devil will make sure that we will rarely feel like following God and doing what God wants us to do. Great people of faith are just ordinary people who persisted in doing things that other people don't persist in doing. If you want to admire someone of faith you will see exactly that the persistent persistence in doing when many times they didn't feel like doing Hebrews chapter 11 verse 27 says this about Moses by faith Moses left Egypt without being afraid of the king's anger he kept going on kept on going as if he could see what is invisible. And I love this passage. I love that he kept on going as if he could see what is invisible. Moses was focused on the things that his eyes weren't still able to see, but God had in store for him. And there are strong feelings in this verse. Pharaoh was ticked off. He wanted to kill Moses. He wanted to kill the people of Israel. But Moses also had strong feelings because he held on to his purpose. Moses in face of those challenges, he was brave. He was persistent. Now the key to persistence is that last phrase, to see what is invisible. Persistence happens when you focus on what you are still not able to see. And today you may be looking at your marriage and you don't like what you're seeing. You may be looking at your studies and your exams and you are not liking what you're able to see. Maybe you're looking at Lisbon and after a while, after the, that feeling just it's so beautiful and it's such a wonderful place. I'm going to live in here forever. Now you're maybe dreading Lisbon and it feels like it's the last place that you wanted to be. Because it's not what you want to see anymore. But you don't give up. Because faith is persistent. Even when you don't feel like it, you come to God and you ask God, God, what does it look like to walk by faith in this circumstance? Because many times we do not know. If it means moving, if it means staying, if it means confronting, if it means staying quiet, if it means this, if it means that. And we easily allow our feelings to pull us in the direction that feels the easiest. But it's not the best that God had for us. Persistence looks like asking God, God, what does walking by faith look like in this context? And thank the Lord that we have this book here we have the Word of God that will always show us what is the way that we should go we have revelation from the Lord that tells us how to live what principles should we base our lives in to believe in the God that is able to do all things The God that lives in us through his spirit and guides us with his peace. The God that we serve is a God that is always able to make a way where it seems to be no way. There is more that God will do when you persist in doing his will and not your will. And I want to challenge you this week. What are the actions that would be good for your relationship with God? For your relationship with your spouse? For your relationship with your friends? When, at your job? What are the things that would help but you're not doing because you're not feeling like doing them? Think about what is possible. Think about what God is asking you to do because it is possible for you. Because only when you do and you act in obedience and you persist that God is going to do the impossible. So let's ask the Lord today, what have you been avoiding and not persisting that you need to start doing again? In fourth place, Walking by faith means thanking before I receive it. Walking by faith means thanking God for His blessings, for His care, for His answers before we even receive them. A good illustration of this we also find in Hebrews chapter 11. It says this about the victory of Israel over Jericho. It says, verse 30, By faith... The people walked around the walls of Jericho for seven days, and the walls came crashing down. Now, what is going on here? Israel was coming out of Egypt. They were going into the promised land, and God had promised that he was going to clean the promised land from idolatry. All these different nations that were pagans and they were living in completely wicked ways, God said I'm going to clean the promised land of those people. My judgment will come. And Jericho was the most fortified city in the entire world at this time. Had the highest, the deepest, the thickest walls of any city. There is no way they were going to be able to leave the promised land. But God told his people, I want you to spend seven days walking outside of the walls of Jericho. Spend seven days walking outside only after the walls will crash down. And it did happen. And it was such an incredible miracle to think that people's obedience and what they did and believing in what God said... Why am I going to be walking seven days around walls? You can only do that if you fully believe that the end is going to happen. You can only walk seven days around walls believing that they're going to fall down if God tells you it's going to fall down. To walk in faith, you have to trust in the end result. Faith is not just believing that God can do something. It's not just hoping that God will do something. Faith is believing that God is already working. Is believing that God is already answering. He is already doing what He said and He proposed that He was going to do. And we as His people, we express faith. We express our thanksgiving in advance, and this reminds me of a family story. Every time I think about this principle, I remember my mom because my mom, when she was in Bible school, she was around 22 years old, she was the only Christian in her family, but she really got saved and got called by the Lord to serve as a missionary, so my mom Being 22 years old, still very young, very rejected by her family. They couldn't understand why was she taking this step. They didn't believe in Jesus like she did. They were Catholic, but their faith was really all over the place. They didn't want anything to do with the gospel. Her parents, sisters, brothers-in-law, everyone. But she obeyed God and she went into Bible school. But every single day she felt so much anguish. Because she was preparing in Bible school to preach the gospel to every nation. And her family remained lost without Jesus. If her own family didn't come to faith and didn't embrace Jesus, they're not going to spend eternity with him. And so she used to go to this prayer garden they had in Bible school. And she, every single day, in tears, she would ask the Lord, Lord, save my family, Lord, save my family. And that's where my dad came along. That's a good story, right? My dad, there you go. They were fellow students. And my dad, he noticed every time they had this chapel time and they had prayer, my mom would come from the the, the prayer garden completely soaked in tears, her eyes completely swollen every single day of her life. And my dad seeing that That was always happening. He just asked, what is is wrong? Why are you always crying so much? And she explained everything. She said, I cannot understand how God is calling me to preach the gospel until until the ends of the earth when my own family is going to spend eternity without him. And my dad, very wisely, he said, "Mise, starting today you will stop asking God to save your family. I don't need to say my mom wasn't very impressed with the advice. (laughs) This guy that was in Bible school saying, that you need to stop praying for the salvation of your family. She almost didn't allow him to say what was going to come next. My dad said, starting today, you will start praising God for the salvation of your family. And he pointed her to scripture. He pointed her to the promises of God that God is at work in your family. God is interested in the salvation of your family. And so she started doing it. And the times in the prayer garden were no longer in tears of anguish, but in tears of thanksgiving because the Lord was going to do a beautiful miracle. Not even a month after My mom got a phone call, and not not a cell phone. There were no cell phones. She had, someone had to go fetch her somewhere and run through the campus. Your sister is calling. You need to come. And my mom, you very rarely would get phone calls, only if you had something terrible happen. And my mom came all the way just fearful of, what is the news? Maybe my dad passed away. Someone's at the hospital. There was an accident. What happened? And her sister calls and says, mise starting yesterday, I am your sister twice. Because she, someone told her about Jesus and she opened her heart. So her sister was actually her sister twice. And then it was her brother-in-law. Shortly after the other sister and brother-in-law. Shortly after her mom shortly after her death, and shortly after her family saw the salvation of the Lord. And still today, we praise the Lord for my family that is faithfully serving the Lord in the island of Madeira. Laura can tell you all about Madeira. She loved it there. A bit of a storm recently. But a story of a family changed because of thanksgiving. I am only here today before you because it worked. (laughs) If it didn't work, my mom would say, that crazy Jose telling all those stories. God is faithful. And we need to believe the promises. Philippians 4.16 says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And I love this verse that says Thanksgiving isn't just about what God did. Don't be anxious in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. It's not a call to remember, even though that is good to remember what God did, but it's giving thanksgiving for the things that we haven't received yet. And if what you are deeply asking the Lord to do, if it's according to His will, if it's according to His word, don't just pray about it, but add to your list of daily gratitude because the Lord is at work. Finally, walking by faith means trusting if I don't get it. Hebrews 11 verse 39 says, they were all commended for their faith. All these heroes of faith that you're able to read in Hebrews 11, they were all commended for their faith in God, yet none of them received what had been promised. God unfolded a beautiful plan for their lives. God called people out of nowhere to accomplish incredible, beautiful things. But everything that God did was not the end of their faith, was not the end goal. The Bible says they didn't receive everything that had been promised because God had planned something better to happen. And it takes faith to trust God if we don't get it. Because not everyone listed in the Bible had a miracle. Some got persecuted. Some were imprisoned. Some got sick and died. Some were beheaded. A lot of people suffered because of their faithfulness to the Lord. Not everyone that follows God's will will have every prayer answered exactly the way that they wanted. When you see someone suffering, if you, if you say you're just not living right. There must be something. You must be doing something wrong. That isn't, doesn't make sense. If you are faithful to God and if you love God, everything that is happening in your life, I'm sure you must be doing something wrong. There's a, a Bible word for that kind of friendship. It means you're a friend of Job. Because Job had done nothing wrong. He was sick. He lost most of what he had in life because God allowed it to happen. Not every sickness is a sin, but his friends kept saying it has to be your fault. But God showed that Job's friends, they were wrong about it. So the Bible doesn't say everyone will be healed because we're not going to be healed. The Bible doesn't say everyone will be a millionaire because we won't. Bible says none of these people, none of those people in this list received what had been promised because God had planned something better. Are you and I able to believe that God has something better for us? If you you need faith and you need to walk by faith to believe that God has actually something better. God answers prayers in four different ways. There is the yes... The other easy one, it's no. There's another one that means wait. And the last one is, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> All of these four are answers. And we think the only answer that God is able to give is yes, that he's like, you put in a coin, you choose what you want, and he will give it. No, God is not like that. If I haven't found even a human being that acts that way, why would God be that way? Thank God that God is God and he knows what is best. Not just for you, but how the best for you impacts the people that are around you. A God that knows the past, the present, and the future. Anyone can trust God when we see great things, when we see beautiful things happening in our lives, and we say, oh, that's real faith. That's walking in faith. Walking in f- by faith means you're going to develop your faith through the hardships of life. Hebrews 11, verse 6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We spend so much time, we think that faith is about God pleasing us, that faith is like this mechanism that always works that God created. If we press, press the right buttons, God will do. And he will please us with what he does. <laughs> it's the opposite. Faith means to please God. Without faith, it's impossible for us to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe he exists. Good, that, that settles it. You cannot come to God if you don't believe He exists. Okay, He exists. But also believe in this, that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. And this this rewards means that God cares for you when you seek Him. That God is looking after you when you seek Him. That when you're in your bedroom, when you're crying desperate, that you don't know what step to do, when you don't have more money to the medicine, when you don't know the answers for your problems, it means that when I come to God to believe, to believe that He is actually good, that He is still faithful, that He is still taking care of me, even if my eyes cannot see it, I still believe In who He is. So when you and I we ask, we're not just dropping ideas into thin air. We're talking with our heavenly Father. And the way that we ask, we need to believe that He's taking care of you, whether He gives what you're asking or not. Because we need to believe and trust that he has taken care of us. I want to invite the worship team to come to the front. And I want to ask you all to stand with me as we enter a time of worship. And really asking the Lord to speak into our hearts. Let me bring again the principles That we spoke about this morning. Walking by faith means believing when I don't see it. Obeying when I don't understand it. Persisting even when I don't feel like it. Thanking God before I receive it. And trusting God if I don't get it. If we all work on these aspects for the rest of your life. We will be people of God. You will be a woman of God. You will be a man of God. And the only way to grow in our faith and in our understanding of God, it's following what Romans ten seventeen says. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. We are not going to build our lives on social media. Faith is not going to. Sparkle when we spend time there. I'm not going to sing, I promise. That's just Barry. A lot of what we spend our time and our days at are not things that are helping us grow in our faith. So this morning, as you close your eyes and as we think and allowed the Holy Spirit to convince us where are we spending our time and how are we developing our faith. We're not going to get our faith built any other way except by feeding in the word of God. The word of God says in Matthew 4, men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the, the mouth of God. So I want to encourage you to spend time in God's Word like never before. If you want to see and if you need to see God move in your life, if you are facing struggles and hardships like never before, if you are facing a dead end and you don't know which way to go, if you should move left or if you should go right, the Word of God promises us to give the wisdom that we all need. The Bible says, if any of you lacks wisdom, just ask. And God gives. God answers. And I don't know if you reach the point in your life that you're already feeling desperate, that you're already not being able to sleep, that your emotions just feel overwhelmingly big in order to make any good decision right now if this is you we're gonna pray for you especially this morning because we are not called to live by our feelings we're called to live based on the Word of God so Lord this morning we are so grateful that we are able to be in your presence thankful for your word that was spoken for your word that goes deeper inside our hearts like nothing else on earth is able to do so. Father, you know each and every one of us by name, by story, by circumstances, by feelings and emotions. There is nothing, Lord, that is hidden in your presence. Father, we're grateful looking back and knowing that we are loved and saved by you, that you've called us to live by faith. To live by faith in the Son of God that is our Savior and cleanses from all sins and gives us the reassurance of eternal life. Father, I pray if there's people right now here in this room that haven't taken this step of of receiving the salvation through Jesus Christ, Lord, that they will be able to open their hearts this morning. That even though they're not able to understand everything, that they will take steps in faith, believing in the word that was preached this morning. Lord, and I pray for all of us that are in this journey of faith. We're all in this walk of faith and by faith. Lord, you know that so many things want to hinder us from your purposes and from believing and start living by faith on the day-to-day father will you convict us by your spirit will you help us to surrender every area of our lives so that we can be focused on building our faith through your word in knowing fully who you are and fully trusting in the promises of your word father a faith that perseveres even if we do not receive what we ask but that fully trusts in your goodness and in your faithfulness. God, you are the God of seasons and you are the God of all times. And so we declare our trust in you, that you are the God that is right now with each of us in our own seasons. And you are the God that declares a new season in due time. Father, help us to live in peace and in harmony with you and with each other as we wait on you. As we believe in the promises, as we thank you for the miracles that you're going to do in our lives. Father, as we worship right now, I pray that you will speak into our hearts. That you will convince us of how we need to apply your word into our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for everything. And we pray in the name of Jesus.